all these stories you hear of desperate Ukrainian or Russian women throwing themselves at foreigners don't apply until you get to the late 20s and early 30s. But by then, she's past her prime. Greetings from Odessa Mama on this spectacular Indian summer's sunset evening here by the port of Odessa. It's been fantastic weather and today's Vodka Vodka from Econor Klein is about a book that came out almost 10 years ago. I'm actually shooting this video in September 2021. Not sure when we'll get to publish it on the channel but 2022 is the 10th anniversary of a book that is, I guess, infamous about dating in Ukraine. It was published in 2012 by Rush V, a very controversial figure on the internet. So in today's podcast, I'm just going to go into a little bit about Rush V because I actually met him in person. Very few people know that. I've never talked about that, I think, on the channel before. And what the book was about, what has changed maybe in Ukraine since then and whether well I wasn't going to tell you what I think of the book in short in very brief and then whether you should go and read it in 2022 or maybe 2021 at the end of 2021 whether it's still relevant if you are planning to come to Ukraine and you're interested in dating Ukrainian women now a little bit of background about Rush V super controversial uh, he's been known as a sex tourist a pickup artist a men's rights activist a controversial political figure but basically in short in brief you know i'm not sure exactly when he started traveling and writing his series of books but he was i guess an early vlogger and then vlogger here on youtube and he traveled around um, a lot of different parts of the world especially in europe and he wrote books about his sexual adventures i guess he's experienced dating the local women in all these countries and he published a series of i guess guides for uh men who wanted to come from primarily the west to that particular country whether it was going to be a good idea for them in terms of uh meeting local women and having success in sleeping with them so the, the series of books that he produced used the title bang x country so it was called bang Ukraine and he had other countries which he funnily put his do not bang X country or whatever right so that was the series of books he was uh, at the time quite controversial he was accused of being a misogynist of being a sex tourist and uh, later on then he changed tack and became a political figure when he went back to the US he was born in the US in Washington DC I believe and then afterwards later he went 180 and became a born-again Christian and completely rejected his former work, including this book, Buying Ukraine is Against Fornication, Sex Outside of Marriage and all this. So nowadays he doesn't talk about it. He's completely rejected his uh, previous work, but the book, I am still <coughs> asked about the book and a forum that he ran for like-minded guys who were traveling in different countries and trying to sleep with women. And I asked on other uh, live streams whether I'm on another youtubers channel or even on my own I did one to celebrate the hundredth uh, episode of Vodka Vodka as I was even asked about it as well so today's video I'm just going to briefly outline it as I said so that is who Rush V 
is and really was I guess when he was writing these books and uh, I've actually met him and I met him in this city Odessa and it's quite a funny story because I wasn't familiar with his work that much when I when, when I met him I had actually been introduced to it I had watched the video on YouTube that came up where he was on Ukrainian television he was basically taken apart um, some girl in the in the kind of a studio audience uh, she said that he was stalking her he accused her him of stalking her in Kharkiv also another girl said that in the uh, photos they use in the book that she's in it and she never gave her permission to be in the books anyways he had all this controversy and it was actually on his channel I thought wow that's chutzpah that he would put such a, a, a TV interview that didn't paint him in a particularly good light on his own channel uh, I guess all publicity is good publicity was his philosophy so I have been introduced to him kind of randomly and a girl I knew here in Odessa would actually uh, knew quite well uh, she Katya's her name um, I think I sent it to her or someone told me that she had actually met Rush here when he came to Odessa and this is relevant for the book because he talks about being in Kharkov and in Odessa in this book Bang Ukraine and she had actually met him so I wrote her and said hey what's the story you met this guy uh, Rouge she said yeah he was actually quite nice in person but his book is terrible blah blah I was like okay whatever and I kind of forgot about it and then I came to Odessa maybe it was a month or two later it was the beginning of summer and I wrote to Katya hey let's uh, meet up and she was at this beach bar uh, it's actually Truman by the beach here so I went down there I walk in I look around to see Katya where is she and I spot this guy standing beside a pillar in the center of the bar and I went no way it's Rouge <laughs> he was standing there so Katya came over um, I said is that Rouge and she's like oh my god what is he doing in Odessa I said this is too weird a coincidence we've already you know written a couple of messages about this book he wrote and about you meeting him I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna invite him <laughs> over for a drink with us this is just a, such a strange uh, Quinces went over invited over he remembered they met two years uh, previously at some event and we chatted and he was actually quite affable I would say um, yeah I would say that he was quite amiable quite uh, pleasant actually to talk to in person which is a bit different to maybe his online persona at the time which was a little bit more caustic and uh, we actually met up for a coffee and had a chat about different things he was uh, giving me tips about how to be a writer and to publish stuff self-publish uh, which was quite uh, nice of him because really he didn't know me from Adam and uh, yeah so that's actually how I met him. So that's a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning before I review uh, this book and you know advise you whether you should read or not I've actually met the guy in person now uh, I did notice a few things and these are also pertinent to how I evaluate the book when I met him uh, he didn't seem very calibrated uh, we're at a beach club he wore dark clothing it was quite long and uh, maybe he had that as a strategy um, but in the book as I referred to he talks about how little success he had with women in Ukraine so I actually could see a lot of things that just didn't make sense to me from a guy who was promoting himself as kind of a pickup artist or whatnot uh, at the time um, and he was quite mm, I would say uh, needy uh, to have success in Odessa it's also relevant to what he wrote in the book I realized uh, later and at the end he concluded it was better to go to Poland for him personally so now just before I get into the meat of the book uh, let me address the claim that he was a sex tourist now I had a good few conversations with him over coffee and also that evening I met him twice and he never indicated that he 
paid women for sex, which is actually the definition of a sex tourist by the United Nations. It's commercial sex has to be a payment uh, in, in quid pro quo for the sex. I never saw him as a sex tourist. And that is a box. Uh, if you watch my many of my other videos, I refer to you need to get out of the sex tourist box when you come here to Odessa because a lot of girls just assume that because there are a lot of sex tourists here. He never struck me as that. Uh, he described himself as a love tourist. And um, I guess that might be a little bit uh, disingenuous to call himself a love tourist since he was trying to get uh, his body count, as to say, to sleep with as many women as possible, it seemed, on his trips. Uh, maybe not love, but definitely has some sort of seduction love tourist. But a sex tourist uh, paying you know, prostitutes, that is not my impression. So I think that's a little bit um, of a, definitely a false accusation that was leveled at him at the time. Now, personally, I would see him more as a pickup artist. That was something I guess was more popular back in those days. Now there's still guys who promote day game and whatnot and that was a lot of what he was doing. I think he was a pioneer in the sense that he wrote a lot about his experiences uh, and actually a lot of people who came after him, especially Eastern Europe, uh, they probably read the book and then built on it and were able to make with YouTube, of course, we're able to communicate, not just me, but other, uh, I guess, guys who advise you about lifestyle here in Eastern Europe and dating being part of that, a large part of why guys want to come here. Uh, definitely, it contributed to developing that genre. Now, let's get into the meat of the book first before I tell you what I personally think of it. So I'm going to read you just a few uh, quick quotes from the book. I won't go in massive detail about the book. If you're really interested, obviously, you can go and read the whole thing. Just some briefly uh, start with the positives. I think he did get a few things right about coming here to Ukraine. And some of the things that he did get right are about like poor service in general. Don't think that's changed a huge amount. That you get interrogated by local girls here definitely still happens. A lot of it like being in a KGB uh, interrogation room. A lot of these dates with Ukrainian girls as a foreigner for sure. I think especially at that time because it was less common that foreign guys actually came here uh, and especially spent a lot of time in Ukraine. Like remote work wasn't as big a thing in 2012 as it is in 2021-2022. He also complains about the lack of English. Uh, definitely at the time that was a massive issue and I don't think it's I think obviously the level of English has improved a bit but it's still on the lower end here in Europe in terms of the English language skills now let me read out some of the quotes from the book all these stories you hear of desperate Ukrainian or Russian women throwing themselves at foreigners don't apply until you get to the late 20s and early 30s but by then she's past her prime even more so today and that was that was true also at the time um, yeah, so I agree with him about that. Um, it will be no surprise that I recommend you study Russian for a few months before visiting Ukraine. One hour a day of study will help with navigation and also take you out of the sex tourist category with women. It won't be easy as Russian is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn, but it will be worth it. 100% agree. Get yourself out of that sex tourist box. So. Anyways, I've forgotten that was one of the quotes out of the of the book, but definitely that was very good. Um, pound for pound, inch by inch, you won't find women who look more like women anywhere else in the world. It also doesn't hurt that they are thin. The only land whales you'll see in Ukraine are American Peace Corps volunteers. Now, I think that was definitely true back in 2012 when he wrote the book. Wait a day, and I refer to that in some of my other videos. This is starting to take a turn towards uh, bigger ladies here in Ukraine. It's still, obesity is not a big issue at all, especially if you go to Western Europe or North America, but it is not as skinny 
as it was back in 2012. As you will see, if you come to Odessa and go in Derabasuska uh, Street, Derabasuska Street, uh, the, the central pedestrian street, uh, in one part of there are lots of new fast food joints like KFC and McDonald's, always full of young Ukrainians. So it doesn't look good uh, for the future on the, uh, the weight size, but that was the case back in 2012. So some impressions that I take issue with, or I would disagree with her, want to debate with Rusha Verdamin again. Uh, Odessa is the hotspot during the summer, but it's not an easy, to pick, uh, easy place to pick up since most girls go with their family and boyfriends. Many guys have used the word torture when describing because of the beautiful girls that they couldn't get. Now, you won't be surprised I'm going to disagree with this a little bit um, because it is not an easy place to pick up girls. I actually like to joke it's the hardest place in the former Soviet Union, almost. I know Chechen is probably harder, but that aside, uh, don't. I advise this to my clients, whether it's con on my consulting calls or they're on, say, they're an in-person client or they're on one of my programs for, say, moving to Ukraine for three to 12 months a year. All of those links, as usual, are down below in the description. If you're considering any of those, um, I always advise if you're primarily interested in dating women <clears throat> in the former Soviet Union, then don't come to Odessa. There are lots of other reasons to come to Odessa but the local ladies and hooking up and stuff, it's very hard here. But I disagree about it. It's a place where women come with their uh, boyfriends and family. No, single girls also come here. I was here with a Dutch friend uh, who's actually born here. And he did that. He picked up a girl who was from Zaporozhye. Um, so there are plenty of girls like that actually come to Odessa. The real issues with the local girls of Odessa is extremely hard if you just fly in here for the weekend and stuff. Uh, but um, no, girls don't come here just with their family and their boyfriends. I was really surprised. I actually asked him uh, at the time why he'd written that in the book and he uh, indicated it was because he uh, didn't really have any stories about Odessa because he struck out when he was here. And um, yeah, he kind of, I guess, I was happy he made that up at the time. In the end, it's impossible for me to say that Ukrainian girls are hotter than Polish girls. But I will say that for the average guy, a typical Ukrainian girl in a club will appear to be both hotter and more feminine. They just may not actually be hotter if you bust out a magnifying glass. Definitely not. I've been a lot in Poland. I get often asked about why I don't make videos about Polish girls. Probably you already can sense where this is going. It's because it's not as interesting as talking about the beauty of Ukrainian women or Russian women or Moldovan women or Belarusian women or even women from the Baltics. I just don't think there is as many beautiful women on average in general in Poland as there is here. Um, yeah, I think it was probably a lot easier for him in Poland. That's why he decided to go back there afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. And he has a lot in it that you create in the book that Ukrainians are just like, they patch everything up with makeup and they're not actually that good looking out of a bad skin. I think that was actually a lot truer 10 years ago in, the, in his defense when he wrote that. I don't really think that's the case today. Um, I think there's just a lot more natural beauty here in Ukraine and even if they have been a little bit heavier on the scales than they were uh, in 2012 still most women are extremely thin here so that obviously makes a big difference um, last quote as long as the girl is generous pleasant and happy I don't need her to entertain me or stimulate my brain if you're the kind of guy that gets a boner when an American girl uh, gives you a witty comeback then Ukrainian women are not for you you'll find them to be simple-minded and boring. Ukraine is not a place where personality is valued. Uh, I don't really agree with that. I think 
you might be able to say that a little bit about Belarusians and maybe Belarusians can be a bit boring. I've said that before, uh, but um, girls from Odessa are boring. There are a lot of things. This is scam central. <laughs> so there are a lot of negative things that I could talk about, but boring is not one that really pops into my mind. I think a lot of it was to do with the fact that he didn't speak Russian or Ukrainian and he was relying on girls who could speak English or spoke very little English and they didn't really have the ability to really communicate or make jokes. And it's pretty hard to make a witty joke in a foreign language unless you've got a pretty good level. So I think it was been a bit unfair there um, in terms of, yeah, that they're simple-minded and boring. I think it's also a little bit about who we attract. Uh, I mean, you can attract simple-minded and boring girls also in America uh, if that's, you know, the type of girl you're inviting out. Um, yeah, so I don't really think that's a fair, fair uh, critique of uh, Ukrainian women. I think, if anything, they're anything but boring. <laughs> there are a lot of other things you could have talked about that were uh, uh, maybe a negative point, but boring is not one of them. So, uh, but he did recognize that you need to learn Russian. This is actually one of the reasons as well, because you will be able to understand the humor and whatnot. So, um, let me just critique. I mean, I've given you a few uh, quotes from it. Uh, in general, I thought the book was good if you had never been to Ukraine before, because he has actually been here and he described his experience. But overall, I um, found it not super useful for any other type of guy at the time. And an indication is that the fact that he had so little success with women. He didn't really get Ukraine. Maybe he got Poland a lot better. That's why he wanted to go back there. But uh, he didn't really get Ukraine. and. He was in Kharkiv. Kharkiv was like for a guy who describes, who's described, or I'm not sure if he self-described at the time as a pickup artist, then that should have been like paradise for him because that was the best city to go uh, for women uh, to meet beautiful girls easily in Ukraine at the time, in my experience. And he had so little success. And I'll run into now just a few of the things um, that I felt that he was describing the book that were big, uh, you know reasons why he was unsuccessful relatively because he said he had I think two um, yeah he had two kind of successes in Kharkiv in four months that's like that's such a low batting average and uh, in Desi he completely struck out I don't think he really wanted to talk about that in the book so if you take it you know his experience of being here for uh, that's a nice opera music going on in the background so if you take that his success or that his time here was over six months to uh, successes for a guy who's spending every waking minute apparently uh, if he's not writing about his, his experiences actually pursuing women extremely low uh, performance rate or batting average so he describes in the book a lot about his approaches and whatnot and you know he could criticize the Ukrainian girls for him boring he's boring as fuck <laughs> when he's when he's doing he asks all these lame bloody questions all the time no creativity um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's why he was attracting boring girls and that's why he, he ended up in the experience, the ones that you'd even get out on a date because um, there was just like no, there was so little spark in anything he said. Like I like to talk about the killer combo where you can combine being assertive like the real Russian or Ukrainian man and a playfulness that I think Westerners have that Russian and Ukrainian guys actually lack a lot of the time. A little bit less in Odessa, they have a bit more of a spark to them. But that's the killer combo. Uh, Rush in the book didn't really display it any of that whatsoever. And he comes across as very needy a lot of the time. He had all these milestones about going for a kiss and all this structure. It didn't make any sense in the local culture, in my experience. There's a, a 
a situation in the book where he he says that he went to a cafe that he'd been to before the girls and the waiter sold him out the inverted commas by uh, saying oh you're back again uh, mr. Roosh uh, I'm not sure if he used his real name when he was there but anyways uh, and he got really uptight and said oh the guy was trying to <coughs> screw me over I don't see I that would be actually a huge cool thing to happen if the waiter said hey Roosh you're back here it shows that you actually have some connections in uh, Kharkiv and he didn't seem to have any local friends whatsoever either guys or girls are actually just friends so he had no social network uh, no one to follow him in terms of status and uh, he didn't even hang around with a foreigner who actually spent a lot of time in Ukraine or in Kharkiv or in Odessa so uh, yeah huge huge errors to make and again getting super uptight kind of trying to find uh, problems in something that you could obviously turn into a plus and be like oh yeah high five and back again instead of being hey why are you saying I'm back here you're trying to let the girl go I was on other dates in this cafe and it just seemed like um, yeah he didn't particularly have an astute, astute strategy I think that applies outside of Ukraine and he basically gave up on clubbing and clubbing in Kharkiv especially was it was phenomenal it was crazy when he used to go there with my friends uh, back in the day or I'd go on solo missions that was the best thing I actually remember I asked him about hey but didn't you go to this club or this club and he had no idea what they were he said yeah I think I heard of that place I mean this should be one of the first things to check out especially back in those days in Kharkiv so basically in the book he did have some sort of relationship with a girl who was uh, he was working as an English teacher um, and uh, that was another thing he said that you know uh, they didn't give him any sort of value uh, he didn't get much perceived value from the foreigner as much as hope and on top of it he was saying he was a writer and some or, or I think and he wasn't given much value for that because he didn't have particularly social status here uh, to say that uh, either of those things in particular a little bit better back in 2012 than it is now uh, definitely not today uh, so in general he just didn't get um, Ukraine or have a good strategy for what he's doing uh, so that's kind of overall what I felt about the book in terms of it being valuable. It is interesting to see his perspective because he did go there in 2012 and to think about how things were back in the day. Uh, but I can see why he really struggled in Ukraine and he had, as I said, you know, just uh, in one relationship, maybe one other hookup uh, while he was in Kharkov. And that was when he was working as an English teacher and she was working at the same place. So, and he was a higher status because he was the native speaker. So that's a very easy. Uh, like when we talk about hypergamy, hypergamous um, situation um, to actually be in a relationship with a girl to clearly have that higher status within the tribe, which was kind of, I guess, the English school at the time. And English groupie, obviously, on top of that, could speak English, obviously. So really, he struck out terribly uh, when he was here. I guess, well, if I had the experience I have now, maybe I could have he could have taken me on as a coach at the time but anyways that's my feeling having gone to the book in brief and even if I don't agree with a lot of things that he says in the book it is still interesting to assess it and you know critique it because it's not like everything he said is incorrect in the book in my opinion so what has changed since 2012 well social media has come this was pre Instagram days when he was here um, also uh, obviously Ukrainians can travel a lot more they have visa free to Schengen there are a lot more foreign tourists coming here than there were back in the days he's a little, he would have you know a lot more competitive situation for being a foreigner here in Odessa or Kiev or in Kharkiv not really the undiscovered spot that it was at the time the level of English has probably increased a good bit since then and you know there are cheap flights also for Ukrainians to travel in and out uh, as I said also for the foreigners to come here so I actually think a guy like Rouge today would do worse even worse than he did uh, at the time 
So I think a guy like Rouge would actually do a little bit worse than today with all those extra factors with the Instagram. And uh, even though English is a little bit more spoken in Ukraine, that would be one maybe a little bit make it a little bit easier. But all the other things make it a lot harder. Like he still has low socioeconomic status. Probably going to hurt him even more today. Uh, he doesn't have a social circle. Going to hurt him more today. I get zero, close to zero uh, perceived extra value from being a foreigner um, because they have Instagram they travel around there are a lot more foreigners and um, yeah he didn't have the killer combo um, to really be successful with the ladies here he went to Poland seems like he had a good time there before he decided to change his lifestyle and <coughs> reject relationships with women whatsoever romantic relationships with women um, sexual ones for sure so in conclusion should you read Buying Ukraine by Rush V in 2022. I think you should only read it if you are really interested in the history of pickup artists or really interested in seeing what it was like in 2012 and getting a perspective on that from a guy who came here and lived here. And um, yeah, that's about it. I think if you actually want to come to Ukraine and be successful, I think the book was better than nothing in 2012, but not fantastic. And a lot of things have changed. So I think it's outdated too. So that is my brief overview of Bang Ukraine by Rush V. And another thing I'm asked about is, of course, whether he had the forum, whether I was a part of that, whatever wrote on it. I, in fact, don't even think I ever read anything on it uh, at the time. I was not interested in his forum. I was not writing on it. So let me kill that. Um, maybe it's not a rumor, but that, uh, that possibility in your mind. No, I was not on his forum so uh what can i say the sun is about to set over there over over here over the port of odessa just got this last little bit of light ray of light before we go into nighttime and you if you want to go forward and actually make progress when you're here and you can you need to be on my free mailing list down below i have a checklist which are the five biggest mistakes made by western men when they come to date the beautiful women of Eastern Europe so definitely worth checking out it's completely free you also then uh, get on my free mailing list and you will be on that mailing list where I open all my new programs to my most loyal fans um, I mentioned a few of those programs in today's vodcast obviously Slavic Utopia Secrets Ukraine also had a vodcast just there uh, recently where I talked about why if you want to be successful in dating never mind anything else but dating then you need to spend more time here and actually the guys do the best the guys who spend a lot of time you don't actually just come in for two weeks but come in for three months six months a uh, year and also if you are planning to come here and are not sure about how to you know, go about things i have started a new coaching program called Consigliere Connor, I'll be your consigliere. One of my clients gave me that name. He felt I was his consigliere, his advisor. Comes from Italian consigliere. Actually, the mob uses it quite a lot. And so on that program, I will revamp your Instagram and Tinder accounts to make them a lot more attractive to the local ladies here in Eastern Europe and generate a lot more leads and provide value for you. We'll also jump on calls one-to-one, -one, scheduled every week, every two weeks where we will work on your real man mindset which is one of the keys to success here in eastern europe with the beautiful women also we will work on your slavic mentality intelligence so that you understand the dating culture and the differences with the west in particular and we will talk to each other on whatsapp you'll actually have me there with you virtually in the field when you come here to eastern europe we have um yeah package where you 
also get access to me. So imagine having me virtually with you. On the in-person Zara experience, of course, you have me actually there with you. But on the Consigliere Connor package, I am there virtually with you. So all guaranteed to generate great quality leads for you. It's all down below in the description. Sun is set. I'm going to take it, get out of here, out of the port, and enjoy a fantastic evening on this Indian summer in Odessa, Mama. Dopobachna, disvedanya. See you in the next video. Sar Experience.